values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Uh, we've been talking all week about the greatness of the Super Bowl and what it brings to the Valley in dollars, but it also leaves a legacy behind as we have such great events that are happening here. And uh, you meet interesting people uh, all the time at these events. And I just have been talking with Mark Pollock, uh, the Giving Back Fund, and I'm looking at the people that will be at this. J.J. Watt is one of the hosts, and he's joining me now. Not J.J. Watt, but Mr. Pollock. Uh, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, let's talk about what you do, because in the short time you've talked to me, it's I'm amazed at the work that, that is being done. Well, thank you so much. Um, yes, this is a second career for me. Uh, I, I am a Holocaust scholar, which is, uh, there aren't many in the world. Um, but when Elie Wiesel, my mentor, won the Nobel Peace Prize, I created a foundation in his name. And, you know, you become pretty famous when you win the Nobel Peace Prize. So literally anybody in the world that I would call, if I use his name, they call me back. Probably if I use yours, they call me back too. Oh, yeah. So a few years after that, I, I thought, well, celebrity has its privileges. People return your calls. And celebrities were starting foundations, athletes and entertainers, and they were kind of imploding from mismanagement. And I thought, what a waste to try to do good in the world and have it backfire. So I created an organization 25 years ago called the Giving Back Fund, which was specifically targeted at helping athletes and entertainers do philanthropy right, according to best practices, making sure that every I was dotted, every T was crossed. So we hung a shingle 25 years ago, and in that time, we've created more than 800 foundations, many of them for players from the University of Miami that we talked about. Yes. Players all over the country were the, were the official philanthropy partner of the NFLPA, um, and we've done some good in the world. Isn't it interesting? Um, I agree with you. That with, there's a privilege that comes with that notoriety, but how many people, when you give them the right opportunity, jump in and they want to do great things? It's got to make you feel good to see that happen. Oh, it does. There's nothing more rewarding. You know, Winston Churchill once said, you make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give. It creates endorphins in human beings. When you do good for other people, you just feel good. You know that, I know yeah. that. And when you have an opportunity, when suddenly you have wealth and you have a platform and you can help other people, it makes you feel good. So let's talk about this event specifically. J.J. Watt is one of your hosts. Anthony Anderson is a host. But what's going to happen this night and what, what, what are we raising money for? So you have a Phoenician named Dr. Pablo Pritchard. He is a, a reconstructive surgeon. And in his spare time he saves Phoenix firemen and first responders from cancer. Phoenix firemen, uh, now uh, fires are very toxic. Right. And in their 20s and 30s, they're getting terrible cancers. And so he actually built a hospital here in Phoenix where he operates, takes out your tumor, radiates, and saves firemen. And so when we came, we always look for the nicest estate in the Super Bowl city. We do this event every year, the night before the Super Bowl, at a private estate. He has the nicest estate. It's a five and a half acre estate. You would not believe what it looks like. But he has the kind of heart that you also would not believe. And so his foundation, the Vincere Foundation, is one of the beneficiaries. So is JJ. So is Anthony's. And this is an event that celebrates philanthropy on the biggest stage in the world, Super Bowl Saturday night. It's our 12th year. It was named the number one event at Super Bowl after its second year by ESPN, the magazine. And it's just gotten bigger and bigger. And we're thrilled to be here. It is. Uh, I was looking at, and um, honestly, what jumped off the page to me was Ray Lewis. You have some of the greatest 
athletes, you have to be a quality organization to attract quality people. So in order for them to attach their name to you, they're going to have to make sure that it's something that they want to be attached with and vice versa. How does that work? How does the process work of who you recruit? We all know the character of J.J. Watt and the money he's raised over time. But associating yourself with such great people, how do you do that? We are the only event at the Super Bowl, probably only celebrity event, that we have never in 12 years of doing this paid a celebrity to perform or entertain. We don't pay celebrities. Instead, we make a contribution to their charity. Mm -hmm. And we, for 12 years, have gotten some of the biggest names in the world. When it was here seven years ago at Matt Williams' estate, Matt and Erica Williams, Mark Wahlberg and Michael Bay hosted. Um, Jamie Foxx has hosted four times. Alec Baldwin's hosted. We've had a whole series of A-list hosts. Hillary Swank, Jay Leno. And so what's special about this event is everybody who does it, does it because they care about something. It's a very exclusive all-VIP event, $3,000 a ticket, but every penny goes to charity. No celebrity is paid. That's very rare. That is very rare. And it's it, it also shows in my, because we hear about you when you, you equate wealth sometimes with selfish. And I've been talking for a long time about some of the most benevolent, philanthropic people I know are wealthy people that feel blessed for what they have. They want to give back. I didn't know about your organization, and I thought I knew a lot about a lot of this. It's an incredible organization. What's next for you? What are you building toward? Well, we want to continue to grow. We, we, we have 60 people right now in Ukraine rescuing women. Oh, We're doing work in Africa. We're doing work in Bosnia with the center of the Portland Trailblazers. So what makes me want to go to work every day is meeting people who come into wealth or who have an opportunity to do good, and we want to help them do it right. And there's no end of the work that needs to be done in the world. And so I, I'm thrilled to have an organization that if somebody wants to give back, we know how to guide them. And the website is givingback.org, just www.givingback.org, correct? Exactly. And if they want to come to this event and celebrate with us, uh, it's biggamebiggive.org. Big Game, Big Give. And that is the event you were talking about. Uh, there's an auction going on, correct? It's the large, the most expensive item ever at an Arizona charity auction. It's a penthouse in Silver, Leak, Sil Silver Leaf Golf Course that is the last penthouse. Bing Hu is the architect, world-famous architect. He built Icon here in, in Phoenix. And you can bid on and win that penthouse, which will vault you over a three-year wait list to get into Silverleaf, and the developers will pay the $500,000 fee for you to join if you win this penthouse, and you can only win it by coming to this event and bidding on it. And every penny is going to charity. Exactly. Incredible work. Margaret, it's so good to meet you. You meet some of the most amazing people by chance, and I was so glad to see you come by, and I'm even more happy now that I've got to spend some time with you, so thanks for the work you're doing. Thank you so much. All right, it's just one more of the associations with the NFL and the Super Bowl in this experience. I'll be right back. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, we are at the uh, NFL Experience at the uh, Phoenix Convention Center, and it is a madhouse here. We have scheduled right now, and it's gonna, we're going to have kind of a minute maybe for her to make our way over here, uh, broadcasting a very well-known sports broadcaster, Samantha Ponder, who is a Phoenix native. She went to Central High School, and uh, we were trying to get her over here. They, we are scheduled to have her on. We are, we usually 
usually do Did You Hear This in this segment of the show. Uh, Julia usually runs us through the headlines, but we wanted to make room for as many guests before we close out the show show today as we can. So we are going to wait for a minute here and see if Miss Ponder can make her way across here. We're going to try to get her no matter what, whether it's in the next segment of the show or not. Um, We had a great conversation a moment ago with this Give Back Fund, and I met this guy, Mark Pollack. You just heard me interview him. And what's interesting about this is he just is a very unassuming man and was telling me about the money and how many millions of dollars they raise, and 100% of the money that they raise goes to charity. Nobody gets paid. It is kind of a cool organization, and uh, they're raising awareness. And uh, I've got a friend of mine that I'm going to reach out to that just might like to go to this event that they have. Um, and Ray Lewis is uh, is one of my favorite players of all time, and he certainly is my favorite. I think he is probably the number one Miami Hurricane of all time. So uh, we are uh, – he is going to be at the event, so I'm jealous that I can't be there. But um, it, this experience for anybody that – whether you're a sports fan or not, the energy in a major event like this is what is so cool. And to see really the worldwide media, both in sports and news media, uh, descending on this building because of the enormity of the Super Bowl is exactly why you want to have this happen every seven, seven years. People ask questions about why – you know why do you do this? Why the expense? Why? But I will tell you, it's an event like no other, and there are so many opportunities for us to give, so many opportunities for us to give back. And the NFL brings awareness to a lot of the great nonprofits and the great work and the great people here in the Valley of the Sun. It is one of the reasons why I love it more than anything. I do love the game. I like the attention. I like everything else that's involved with it. But it is fascinating to me to see this happen the way it's going on. And I keep using that word fascinating because I'm blown away. I don't get starstruck, and I'm not necessarily starstruck other than to watch so many people in the coordinated effort of making the uh, Super Bowl happen, but also these events that surround it that almost are bigger than the game, if that makes sense. The people that are involved in charitable things and the good that happens and, and using their celebrity and their notoriety as a professional athlete, making sure that the, they are raising awareness for um, what are they what they believe or world-changing and life-changing organizations is very, very cool as well. Uh, earlier this morning, it was funny because we saw a guy that looked exactly like Coach Andy Reid. And I said, look, Coach Reid is here, but he was the fake Andy Reid. He was the guy, the TikTok guy. People are still following him around. We are right next to the TikTok booth where they still have a lot of celebrities and a lot of what they call influencers at their tables and doing videos. Um, it is a, a pretty incredible experience to to see what's happening here. Um, we We are going to try to, in the last half hour of the show, bring you as much of the flavor of the NFL as we possibly can, bring you as much of the flavor of what we have going on as possible. Um, So uh, what I'm going to do, I think, is in a moment, I may break a little bit early to give us longer time in the second half hour of this uh, of the show. This is one of those events that you got to kind of play by ear. I wish you could see it. If it sounds disjointed, I apologize. But we're trying to make room for people as they can make their way out of one interview to the next and also watching people literally walking all around us that are, you know, as as they walk by. I was just standing here during a commercial break, and I looked up and I said, hey, there's Emmett Smith. Um, It's not often that you see that happen. Um, So we'll take a quick break, and we're going to get with Samantha Ponder coming here in just a moment. Stick around. Strong 
values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, so everything about this right now is absolutely cool. We are talking not only with a celebrity in the sports world and broadcasting, but a Phoenix native I've been talking about growing up here in the Valley. I'm talking with Samantha Ponder. It is it is so cool to meet you. That makes me so happy to say it's so cool to meet you. This is so fun. It's so great being back home. It's interesting to talk with you on a personal level because we've all watched you in sports broadcasting, but um, the image you see on TV many times isn't necessarily the personality off. Sure. And um, truly, you're, you are one of the nicest kind of down-home people I thought you were going to say you're a hot mess on yeah. TV and in real life. It's amazing. I was going to yes, save I'm that consistent. for later in the interview. Okay, that's fine. But I'll catching up about your life here and g- going to Central High School and yep. the connection you have still have to Arizona. What's it like now kind of showing off your city and the Super Bowl? There's, I've just kind of had a smile on my face all week because I am so proud. I mean, I, I like you said, I went to Central High. My dad coached football and basketball there. My mom is still a substitute teacher there. All four of the kids in my family went to Central High School and we went to Madison schools before that. I'm just, I'm a Phoenician through and through. I'm so proud of the city and the community. It was such an amazing place to grow up. And I'm just, I mean, I feel like Phoenix is all grown up. We got all this fancy stuff now, all these fancy restaurants. I don't know what's going on. But to show it off this way for the world. So, you know, uh, God and the weather is pretty cool. Yep. But, but aside from the weather, the greatness of the city, how they've put this event together, you do a lot of this stuff. And I've asked everyone from Sao Palantonio to every guest I've had on, um, how does this compare to other places you've been? Sure. How is Arizona doing? And to a person have said, Arizona has done awesome. I have not heard a single negative thing. Of course, I'm biased, but I feel like other people would tell me everybody loves it being here. I just think it should be here every year. That's just a personal opinion. And I think they've done such a great job of making everything seamless, giving people opportunities to do all sorts of stuff, and really involving the community. I was just with Larry Fitzgerald this morning. He's going to be on our show on Sunday, and he's been a part of the committee to make all this work. And they have done an incredible job to welcome people to the Valley. The scary thing is, I think the experience can be too good where then everybody wants to move here. And we all know how that's gone yeah. <laughs> over the last couple of decades. So uh, hopefully uh, they will love it and return to their homes. <laughs> well, see, there's there's the difference. Uh, you're, Larry Fitzgerald's on the show with you today. He told us no this week. He wasn't. No. Was, oh, well, I'm going to get on him. He him. is a very I busy he man. Is. He is like, he's the governor, I think. Oh, oh he, he could be the governor. <laughs> yes, he could. Any moment he wanted to. Good. Um, so since you are such a sports fan, and since this is your hometown, we got to ask you, KD coming to the Suns, Kevin wild. Durant. What do you think? It is wild. So I was at my first TV job was at Longhorn Network uh, in Austin, Texas, and that is when I first met Kevin Durant because he had played for Rick Barnes there, who my family has become close with. So we followed Kevin's career throughout the NBA. I woke up in the morning. I had gone to bed early and I woke up in the morning and my family chat, which is my family is all a bunch of Sun super fans, in this heated debate about whether or not this was the right decision and now we have to win this year. This isn't a long-term play. They all loved Bridges, so they were super sure. sad that he was gone. There's a big debate in my family about this now. I think it's going to go great. I think we're going to win right away. I think our day has finally come and as all of us who have suffered through the, the almost years, I'm, I'm just 
ready to go all the way. Well, people have been comparing it to the trade for Barkley, which got them mm. to the finals. And, you know, they ended up losing to the Bulls, but yes. it got them to the finals. So close. And it's when that team was a perennial playoff contender for the championship time sure. period. And people are saying that this is the piece of that puzzle that's going to make that, at least in the short term, a possibility. And obviously the goal is to win it all. But, you know, my memories of growing up here in the 90s were those sons. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I think of KJ and Dan Marley, I remember Mark West came to my church a couple times here and we were all thrilled. Like it was a huge deal. Being a Suns fan in that era, if we can get back to that, and they've had some, some sure. good years recently, but if we can get to that level of excitement, I think it's a good a good move for the Valley. But what the, I think the similarity also with this team and the team in the 90s, because I moved here in 95, sure. was they are so likable. Dan yes. Marley, Charles Barkley, KJ, these were players that you wanted to cheer for. And I know I'm leaving mm-hmm. a lot of people out, but even on this team now, you look at a Devin Booker. Yes. He is as great off the court as he is on the court. These are people that are good human beings that you want to cheer for. And I think that as big of a city as this has turned into, it's still a small town and they want yes, that. Yes, for you, would sure. You agree? And, and the, in my opinion, they have the most likable coach in the league. I agree. This whole team, and that's what I'm saying when I say like excitement. This is a team you, you feel like you kind of know these guys. You feel like if you ran into somebody at Biltmore or somewhere, like you'd say hi. It just feel they seem like a, a really likable group, which makes you want to cheer for them, makes you want to show up to the games. And when the Suns are good and they've got a, a fun group of guys like that, there is nothing like going to a game and seeing them live. And it's not good or bad, but there are some cities, it's just about talent. We don't care what your personality sure. is. Shut up and play. But if you think about the leadership we've had at teams in Arizona with Larry Fitzgerald and, and Paul Goldschmidt and J.J. Watt now on the Cardinals, we've had some people here in leadership and I, that people just love to cheer for. We've been really lucky with fantastic talent, but also good people that you want to cheer for. Well, what's happened is this has become a place where people ask to go to. It's not just a place where, you, oh, I got traded to this team, so I guess I have to become a person who likes it here. People are actually asking to come to Phoenix. There are so many pro athletes, obviously current, but former, that decide to live in the Valley. I mean, when my husband and I first got married and he was playing for the Vikings and we're trying to decide where to be in the offseason, I thought I was going to have to convince him, like, hey, this is my hometown. I'd really love to be in Phoenix. The first thing he said was, like, how about we live in Phoenix? Like, these guys want to be in the Valley, and from an organizational standpoint, that's huge because then the options you have of those kind of leaders you're talking about are a lot more, and that's how you get a guy like Katie. Do you um, do you get used to being recognized? Is it something you – you made me think of that when you said that because I was at Hillstone one day having lunch, and J.J. Watt came in for lunch. Yep. And that place just stopped. Oh, yeah. Everybody just stopped and stared. Do you ever – Well, he's a larger-than-life guy. But you, you also know, know you are – you are <laughs> The NFL is such a big product, and what you do is such a big piece of that. You know you get recognized everywhere you go. Do you ever get used to that? So you know what I always think about, speaking of 90s sons, uh, Kevin Johnson did an interview after that game when they made it to the finals, and I can't remember who the reporter was, but they were basically gassing him up and like, what's it like to know everybody is so you know excited about this or whatever? And he said something, this is not a direct quote, so don't, don't quote me, KJ, but he said something like, there are a billion people in China that don't even know that I exist. And I just thought it was such a, a good reminder of perspective. Like sometimes we get in our sports world or in our community or, or things start feeling like a big deal and then you realize how big the world is and how many people don't care at all. Some of my favorite friends that went to Simus and Meadows and Central with me here couldn't care less about sports. So when I hang out with them, they're like, so tell me about this. Who's this Pat 
Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Who's that? I love that because it's such a reminder that, like, look, this stuff can feel like a big deal when you're on Radio Row, but generally speaking, like, it, we're just talking about ball. Like, but, this is just to be fun. But you know the opposite is fun sometimes, too, that when you're out with your friends who just think you're you and don't think about the celebrity part of it, and then somebody comes up and wants an autograph They're or like, a picture. They're like, why is this <laughs> happening? Have you had that don't happen? You? People oh, laugh at you and say, hilarious. Yeah. They're like, what? I mean, my kids are still like that. They're like, why is my why are you talking to my mom? My mom is so lame. I why was, would you talk to her? And it's a whole different level of celebrity, but I was in the grocery store here. I was in a Safeway, and at the time, my youngest was about 14, and somebody recognized my voice, because uh-huh. I'm on the radio, those see me, yeah. and the guy came down the aisle and said, are you Mike? And I said, yeah, and he took one to take a picture, and she was blushing, embarrassed, <laughs> and couldn't believe anybody would listen to anything I had yep. to say. Sounds so like a kid. Yep. you got to admit, it's got to be, it's an interesting life. It is. It's a little different. It's certainly not anything that I ever expected to happen. We didn't know anybody on TV or on radio or anything like that growing up. We were just regular people. So this has all been a fun adventure and completely unexpected. So before I let you go, one last question. Give me a moment, a moment in your career where you, it's someone you interviewed or something you were at or something that happened where you thought, this is in, unbelievable that I'm doing this right now. Oh, I have that all the time. The first interview I ever did when I moved to New York City. I just graduated from Central. I moved there three months later. I got an internship and they asked me to go do a sit-down with Dennis Rodman. Oh, wow. I was like, what is happening right now? It was an experience to say the least, but there have been so many situations like that. I remember the last college football game I did in the national championship with uh, Clemson, and Clemson wins at the end of the game, and there's Dabo Sweeney and Deshaun Watson, and I'm in that moment of like, why am I here? (laughs) You know, like cameras on. I still have that feeling just growing up as a sports fan and not really being connected to that side of it. I feel like I'm having pinch me moments all the time. I mean, the fact that this morning Randy Moss has hit me up about like where we're eating tonight. I'm like, how am I friends with Randy Moss? My house is available if you guys want to come by for dinner, I'll cook. Perfect. He has very high expectations, okay? He's the diva of the group, so (laughs) be prepared. But yeah, my, my whole career has been like that. I'm I'm so appreciative. I never want to get used to it. I think anybody who works in this industry, like we're a a lucky group. And I think as soon as you lose that appreciation, that's when you got to get out. Well, thank you so much for all the time. I appreciate it. It's so great to meet you. And uh, it's so cool to see a hometown girl that's back visiting her city. And it's terrific. So thank you so much. And I'm not just saying this, but I grew up, my parents are probably listening right now because they, all they ever had on was KTAR. So I, I know all the voices. This was my like ride to school soundtracks. Oh, so. we're going to use that in a promo. <laughs> yes, Samantha, Samantha Ponder, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks for having we'll me. We'll be right back. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right, I couldn't think of a better way to wrap up this show in this week than with the Phoenix Mayor, Kate Gallego. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for having us on. Um, What is better, this event or not talking about politics for a while and just Phoenix and sports? Super Bowl has united this community. It's been amazing. And the world is watching. 200 media outlets are going to highlight Super Bowl. I feel like Phoenix is a hidden treasure so so much to the world, but today we're shining. I have asked every organization and celebrity that we've interviewed at the end of the interview... 
how is Phoenix doing? So Sal Palantonio is 30th Super Bowl. And I said, how is Arizona doing as a host? And he raved for about three or four minutes. Um, one of our guys had a chance to have a conversation with Patrick Mahomes and asked him how he liked Arizona. He said he's thinking about buying a house here. I mean, you have done a great job uh, with the city of Phoenix of really highlighting how great we are here. We really have tried to be intentional and, and think about what we want to say to the world. So if you look at city-owned property like bus stations, we have a Futures Phoenix campaign, and we're talking about what we're doing on biotech, semiconductors, and really making sure people know, yes, we have great resorts, but we're so much more than that. And I think that when people come here, it's also the way uh, the city is so accepting and friendly, and, and we get to show off the great restaurants, but the staff that works at the restaurants, people genuinely love this town that lives here. People have stepped up in a big way for Super Bowl, so that's what I am hearing as well, that when people check in at their hotel, they feel a great welcome. When they go out to eat, they feel a great welcome. And I have to tell you, even our construction partners stepped up in a big way to make sure SkyTrain at the airport got done in time for Super Bowl. It feels like the whole community came together because we knew we had that chance for an international spotlight, and we were ready to shine. Uh, I've been talking a lot with people in public safety, and I did an event with public safety the other night, and from the fire department to the police department to the federal agencies, um, they have really worked together to be the backbone of this. And, and you have to be proud of that coordination. It is amazing. They work for years ahead of time to make sure we are prepared. The Super Bowl issued 7,000 public safety credentials. That's how many people are working to make sure we all stay safe. And I'm grateful for that amazing effort. Another wonderful thing is that so many of the equipment investments that came to make sure we had a Super Bowl safe experience will stay in our community and will continue to help us after Super Bowl 57 has awarded the Lombardi. So it's it, the economic impact is apparent. We, it's always talked about how much money is brought into the Valley, but the legacy of things uh, have got to be incredible. Yesterday, the Super Bowl hit $2.1 million in philanthropy. So we, uh, I got to join the host committee as we unveiled a new c- community center with Be Kind that will be at 14th and Van Buren. We have them on today. Incredible. So hundreds of thousands of dollars, $200,000 commitment, and that'll stay when Super Bowl 57 is over. Well, Mayor, I appreciate the time. We're getting the hurry up, wrap it up signal from your people because you have somewhere to go, but stopping by the table means a lot to us. We appreciate you doing it, and and you've got to be proud of what the city's done, and and thank you for all your hard work as well. Well, thank you for helping us make a great first impression. All right. Thank you. That is the Mayor of Phoenix. She has got bigger and better things to do that she's moving on to, so thanks, Mayor. Um, We've got a few minutes left here before we wrap it up, I want to kind of wrap with what the picture that we're seeing of uh, and thanks guys for, for helping us out. Um, I just, I guess I'm trying to think of a way to, to say this without sounding silly, but I'm looking around this room and there are th- there are thousands of people in this room focused on the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is going to get the attention as far as in the memory of it. You'll remember a Super Bowl, especially if one of the teams is your favorite team that's playing, but the city a lot of times isn't. But I can tell you what the NFL is going to leave behind here is the NFL is going to leave behind a lot of things in their legacy. They're going to go to very good causes. But I promise you this, that if fans around the world don't remember that Super Bowl 57 was in uh, was well, the game was in Glendale, but was in the Valley, um, the NFL hasn't forgotten. And we have been asking every single guest we've had, I've asked in conversations with people, whether they're professional athletes, broadcasters, um, whoever it is, that we Wounded Warrior Project, who is based in a beautiful part of the country in Jacksonville, Florida, and to a person, they have not stopped raving about what a great job Arizona has done.
as host and what a beautiful place we have to live. And we all should be proud of that. And it was nice to kind of wrap this up with the mayor because it is, you know, when I'm, we live, we both live in worlds that she is the mayor, so she's political by nature. We know we talk issues and politics on the show. But to spend a few minutes and just say, listen, we're Phoenicians and this is such a great event and everybody is just, no one is extending their hand to their own political party. We've all just kind of come together and said, you know what, we love this place. We love showing it off and we're proud of what we have to offer here and we want people to leave the city, especially if you come here for the first time. I don't care if you're in Scottsdale or if you're out in Glendale at the game or if you're here in Phoenix or any other Valley City, that when you leave Arizona, you tell somebody, I couldn't believe how much I loved Arizona. That's what happened to me in 1992 when I visited here the first time. I absolutely, I grew up in Southwest Florida, a beautiful part of the country. Um, I still have family and friends there. I have a lot there. And so part of it is it will always be kind of home to me. But um, I've got to tell you that there is nothing like this place. And I fell in love the minute I came here. And I just I, I just can't say enough about it. So a big thank you to uh, uh, to Byron and to, uh, to Julia and Jessica, who is here with us today, and Jeremy and all the people that work so hard here and back home at the studio to make this happen for us. I hope it was so. Hope we got through this without too much uh, of a distraction for everybody else. It's been an experience that I never thought that I would have. We'll be back on Monday. I hope you got great plans for the weekend. I'm going to be watching golf and football on Sunday. It's going to be one of my favorite days. Social media users at Broomhead KTAR on Twitter. At Broomhead Show on Twitter is our show account that updates you on our guests. And Mike Broomhead, all one word on Instagram is how you can keep up with me and we can stay in touch between shows. We'll be back on Monday morning with a brand new show post-Super Bowl to talk about the great event and the great game. So until Monday at around 8 o'clock, have a great weekend, everyone. God bless.